This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, hey. everyone, to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. All right. Today, we're going to be talking about Kung Fu Hustle. And I don't get the stats. 2004? 2004, yes. Uh, Hong Kong movie. It's in 2005. 2005. Hong Kong movie. Lots of people I've never heard of or can pronounce, so I'm not going to try. <laughs> uh, I think the director is Stephen Chow. I think I can do that one. Or Stephen Chow. Yes. Um, <laughs> Stephen. Jack <laughs> Stephen Chow. Um, so before we get into it, uh, Alex or Scott recommended this one. Uh, go ahead and do you want to talk about anything first? Uh, just that this is probably my, well not probably, it is my, my favorite kung fu movie. Uh, and it's, it's great. If anybody hasn't seen this, uh, go out. Do what you can. <laughs> Give yeah. it a shot. Right now. It's amazing. Just go out, get it, and watch it. We'll wait. On on just pure fun factor, uh, it's hard to beat this movie. Yeah. Um, and Jeff, you saw this for the first time. I did. And uh, I was dreading every second of it. Fucking Alex <laughs> Scott bullshit. I gotta watch this stupid-ass movie. And, uh... They were right. It was really good, really good. I, the the first half I think is a lot better than the second half, but I was it was a good movie all the way through, and I was laughing hysterically. Not 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 didn't suspect anything. So I would say if you haven't seen it, don't listen to this right now. Go watch it fresh. Don't hear any of the spoilers we're about yeah. to give. Yeah. Um, and do 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 what Jeff did. The key to happiness is low expectations. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. And. Uh, I couldn't find it streaming anywhere, but they did have, you know, I could rent it from Microsoft on my Xbox, which was three bucks, but they had a sale for like 60% off. So it was like seven bucks to buy it. I'm like, I'll take the chance. And I bought it and I'm glad I did. So now I own it <laughs> for $7. Eminently watchable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's get into our list. Scott, lead us off. All right. Uh, my number seven. <laughs> so there, there's a lot of gags in this movie. Um, this is really my only gag on the list, um, although uh, something further down the list is sort of a gag. Uh, but anyways, the the buff kid <laughs> uh, that killed that killed me when the first time I saw it, and it still makes me laugh. Um, How so about they, you and the tall guy stands up. Oh, okay, sit yeah, back down. Yeah, all those all those are great. Like I wanted to pick like that whole scene's great, um, but I wanted to pick out one thing. In particular and the, the the buff kid is the one that that i think is the funniest um so so stephen chow like he, he he just wanted to use cgi to do fun shit like he wasn't using it like all uh george lucas to be like oh well we can do this cool thing he was he just thought up these ridiculous ideas and you know just use the cgi to get him done um in this case he took he took a little kid and made him look super buff <laughs> Uh, I, I, you know, I can't, I can't do it justice by really describing it, but, uh, he, um, he looked like a young Bolo young. Yeah. 
the, yeah. the main character is trying to pick a fight with people, so he keeps picking the the weakest people out of a crowd, and they each stand up to challenge him. And it turns out that each one of them is like way different than he thought they would be. In this case, it was a little kid that you only see his head first. Oh, uh, I love. But it was great. Does he, does he eventually pick that old lady? The old lady's like first, and she, she like punches. Like, oh, here, take yeah. a first punch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he coughs up blood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so good. So that's my number seven. Starting off with a gag. He's like, "What do you do, old lady? A farmer? You're a farmer." Yeah. Pretty good. All right, my mm-hmm. number seven, and this is going to be the only negative thing I think I have to say, amazingly, is I just did not find the butt cheeks gag funny. Oh. <laughs> that dude, his pants yeah. are always down. His pants are always down. And then later on at the end of the movie, he's hanging around that candy shop or whatever, and his pants are down. I was like, it was not funny. It was just stupid. Yeah. There, there were there were a few jokes like that where people were just like had one characteristic, and that was the joke. And yeah, it didn't play that well. Um, yeah, I'll, 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 it didn't bother me, but I, I can see where you're going with that. Yeah, and uh, not, literally, that's the, I had the, uh, that's the only thing I really think I find a problem with this movie. So it was good, but yeah, butt cheeks were stupid. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> uh, one thing that I didn't like, about definitely didn't like, especially now that you know I'm a parent and I'm the only dad on this podcast at the moment, uh, the bullying sure. scene. At where he where he's a kid in the flashback and he tries to protect his friend because her pigtails are getting pulled and then they beat the snob out of him and then they piss on him dude yeah that's really brutal that's Ugh. that's that's a uh, vintage asian cinema where they they switch gears <laughs> on the tone of the movie real quick uh yeah that seems yeah. brutal that makes me cringe which is what they were going for so we're, yeah it's like oh man but yeah the tone yeah just switches up all of a sudden <sighs> That one's that one's always tough to watch. Yeah, it is. All right, Scott, number six. Uh, my number six is the the setting, the the main set piece, the the kind of slum apartments. Uh, when subtitled on, it's called Pigsty Alley. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm not entirely sure if that's like the best translation, but uh, but that t- it turns out to be a fantastic set piece. Um, that they go back to several times in the movie for for big fights and and uh, some of the humor and some of the drama that, that goes on, uh, and it really adds a lot of character to the movie. Um, and yeah, it's just like one big set, and they they get a lot of use out of it. And having lived in Tijuana for uh, part of my life, it's very relatable. <laughs> what I liked about yeah, I, it is that it was it was literally was like no fourth wall. I mean, it was like. You could do a stunt show with this or something, right? You could go to a theater and yeah. watch them do most of this movie. Yeah, that's that's a very good point. Like, yeah, with us as the audience, like looking in and then uh, through that fourth spot yeah. where a wall would go normally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the whole time, yeah, yeah. except for the very beginning, they didn't go back out for a while. I was like, man, is this whole movie going to take place right here? That's going to be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I did like the. They, they only kind of hint at it in the movie, but like everybody there's like behind on rent. Um, and as mean as the landlord or the landlady is, I should say, as mean as the landlady is like, they're basically all super poor and she's just kind of letting them live there. Uh, so that they, there's that like little sense of community too. That's kind of cool. And, and it goes back to the gag in the previously where, um, you as you find out later, but, uh, 
everybody is like super strong in their own way. It's quirky. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, my number six, and this is kind of the first instance I was watching this movie. I was kind of like, huh, but this is kind of interesting. Is the very beginning when um the Axe Gang shows up and they they're out on the street and the main, I guess he's the main villain, just starts kind of dancing. As he's going, he's swinging his axe, and he's just doing this weird dance, and they're all kind of doing weird stuff. And I was like, "All right, this is what this movie's going to be about." I thought it changes a few minutes later, but um, <laughs> the style. I was like, "Okay, I don't know." Just for some reason, that guy dancing it was a good way for me to start watching this movie. I I loved the dance number. Uh, that was my number five. Okay, the dance number at the beginning. So I'm I'm right there with you. Um, there it is. Yep. Like I said, I thought it was okay. This is going to be something, and it's not really. I mean, it's everything. It's whatever. But yeah, really cool. Uh, Alex. Are you just, sorry, sorry. Just, oh, yeah, go ahead, Alex. Or, yeah, go ahead, Alex. Sorry. <laughs> Number six. Jeff, did you watch this dubbed or subtitled? Uh, subtitled. Okay, good. Then you saw uh, the. I guess they call him Donut, but I mean, he makes more like churro sweetbread. It's yeah. really long. But anyways, they call him Donut. I love it whenever he says something in English and people go, I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> then he doesn't explain himself. It well, you, 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 yeah, well, yeah. I, I, don't, I thought I can only remember it happening the one time when he died. Well, because he right? says like, yeah, when he, he gives like the donuts to the landlord's husband, he's like, oh, I'll see if uh, I can lower your rent. And he goes, oh, thank you. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was hilarious when his dying words are, "What are you prepared to do?" And the the, the landlords are like, "We can't understand you." <laughs> yeah. Why aren't you speaking Chinese? Yeah, or Mandarin or whatever. Like, yeah. It was yeah. funny too because I'm you know you get used to when you watch a subtitled movie you get used to it right that you're not you're not even really trying to hear words or just blah blah. blah. And all of a sudden, I kind of got that. I was like, wait, is he speaking? Was I, did I hear that right? And then the guy addresses it on the film. I was like, all right, I guess I did hear that right. <laughs> and then, like, that, the whole scene quotes uh, like Spider-Man there. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah. great power and great responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Like Stephen Chow like, is doing that throughout the movie where he's just kind of referencing like different genres or specific movies throughout the thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, these guys were all pretty much superheroes, like the Avengers in this movie. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, Scott! Right. Yeah, number five. Number five, yeah, the dance number. Um, okay. Kind of like I was just saying that it was just something that Stephen Chow wanted to throw in there because he thought it would be fun, and it was. So, the dance number, number five. Um, my number five, so I just what I thought, I kind of knew what this movie was going to be about, and then the lady, the landlady, or the, the land dude is you know is a creep and he's being all mean and then the landlady is just a bitch and then she sees the lipstick on him and she threw him out the fucking window and he hit everything on the way down i was like what the fuck it was one of the biggest wtfs i've had in a long time watching a movie i was like and then when he's not dead i was like okay this is gonna be fun yeah Yeah, the, the first real looney tunes kind of moment in the movie yeah, and then I like. Well, this is no, never mind. This comes up later in my list, so I won't mention it. But yeah, him the first the, the time the flower that, pot lands on his head at the end. Yeah, 
And then he just kind of buries his head later on when the fight starts happening. He tries to cover yeah. himself. He's up. like, Ooh, I'm not here. Um, all right, Alex, number five. My number five is a whole cartoon chase. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. She, so the landlady I, just starts. He starts running. Well, he starts running normal, and then he gets progressively. Uh, Stephen Chow's character progressively gets faster and faster until they're doing you know Sonic. Sonic racing all the way down the church, but she, the uh, all the way down the road, and but the landlady like actually revs up, <laughs> just like a cartoon character. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah I, I can say I, I was annoyed by that at first because you don't reveal, I guess why they why they're running so stupidly. I guess <laughs> they yeah, yeah. They're, that they're masters. Spoiler alert! But yeah, then the first time when she runs upstairs. It's like what? <laughs> it was uh, yeah. it was all over the place, and I was like, "What the hell? Is, <laughs> why is she running like the Roadrunner upstairs?" And <laughs> well, that was great because because like the the mini boss or whatever there is like look on his face. He's like, "What the fuck?" And then he just goes back to what he was doing, and everybody else just seems to ignore it. Like, <laughs> yeah. nobody thinks twice about it. <laughs> yeah, and then when I the, as I was watching it, I was like, "Oh, this is just a guy." This is, okay, this is early two thousands. Oh, we could use special effects now. Let's just throw this in our movie, and that's kind of. But then when looking back on it, like I said, at the reveals, I'm like, okay. So I'd have to watch it again to see if I agree with you on this, Alex. But mm. um, I can see how you like it, though. Pretty cool. Love the ends in classic uh, Roadrunner and Coyote, Wiley Coyote style, <laughs> with her splatted on a billboard. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be talking more about the chase later. Ooh. Scott, yeah. number four. Number four. four. Miss <laughs> Wimbley, it happened again. Or would you like sprinkles on that? Please, sir, you can't take the steam tray. <laughs> uh, number four. Uh, so this is after what is something else on my list, but uh, when uh, a fight's just happened and the the landlords are in the car with the gangsters. Uh, it fucking cracks me up every time <laughs> when uh, the old lady in the back seat. Uh, goes through the whole uh, Bruce Lee uh, way of the dragon, <laughs> like threatening where she holds up the fist and then shakes it and then shakes his, shakes her finger at him and then wipes her nose with her thumb. Oh, man. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, it's classic. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my number four. And th- but, yeah, just the they're, they're yelling at the, the driver to go and then the camera just, you know, magic of cameras. Uh Flips back to the front seat, and the the old man landlord just has his arm draped over the driver, <laughs> like he's half asleep. Uh, mm-hmm. Love it. So All yeah, right. my, number my number four is when uh, the what the hell well, when the the axe gang shows up for the first time, and, he, and he's like he set, he confronts the guy. And the guy just gets knocked out of nowhere, and the kind of what starts the first time the hint that a master's around, right? And that guy, I I had to rewind it. I'm like, did I miss something? What the fuck just happened? This guy just disappeared. And now he's over here. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bad editing in this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's pretty good. Uh, just because it came out of the blue, like once again, it was like, oh, okay, something's this is a little supernatural, more, you know, stuff like that. So not supernatural, <laughs> but no, they're not. It's Hong Kong, Simna. 
uh, did you see what happened? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> Call for backup. <laughs> and he's foaming at the mouth. Yeah. Don't, my back is broken. The fireworks pretty rad that calls them off. Yeah. That was a cool yeah. idea. So, Alex, number four. My number four is the knife gag right before the foot race. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> almost made my list. Gold. That's my number three. Oh, I left the hardest at that part. <laughs> Not only that, like his friend winds back to throw the knife. The blade comes out of the handle. Then he just throws the handle. He's like, hey, where's the knife? He's like, is this it? He pulls it out. Oh, I guess it is. And he puts it back. <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. Then it ends up with Steven Chow just trying to whistle charm some snakes. Yeah. <laughs> they both bite him on the lip. <laughs> after, his, after his friend, so like the extra injury to injury. Yeah, all of a sudden there's snakes involved. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But funny if you watch that scene closely, you can you can see that there's like that there are snakes there, but they never like they just ignore it until that till that moment. Yeah. 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 Just since this is my number three as well. Yeah, number three. Uh, just yeah, just all the various stupid ways how he just kept getting stabbed. Like obviously he throws it, it bounces back and hits him, and then his friend throws like a wuss, it hits him, and then he just puts his arm back and he stabs him. <laughs> It's just it's ridiculous. <laughs> and like you said, when he puts it back in. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Scott, number three. Yeah. All right. Unleashing the Beast. Uh, no. like, goes through this whole, like, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, Dirty Dozen slash The Shining uh, where he imagines blood come pouring down the the hallway, which I loved. <laughs> um, yeah, and then he they they send him in there because he's the expert lockpick, and he just takes out a piece of wire, and, like yeah. twists it like one time, <laughs> and opens up this this big lock. And they're supposed to be the most dangerous kung fu master in all of China. Um, and it's just like old guy with a pot belly, and he's got the weird sandals and the the buck teeth and uh, <laughs> coke bottle glasses. Yeah, it was. You know, in a movie where you, you everything's out of left field, like that, that was one of my favorite things. That I, I guess this makes sense. It's just some schlub that happens to be <laughs> the, the most dangerous kung fu master, yeah, the beast. Yeah, and and again, I love the the reference to the shining that he throws in there. Yep, that's funny. <laughs> the blood usually gets off on the second floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Alex. Yeah, my number three is uh, later on in the film when they when they hired the uh, I forget what that big chord instrument is called that the two guys are playing, which is badass by the way. Every note turns into like some sort of weapon or no, or uh, killing instrument or skeleton warriors. I thought it was a so, coffin, but it wasn't. It's like an instrument. I know, but those when uh, oh. when these <laughs> yeah, idiots carrying their coffin, bumping around in the streets. Yeah, sorry, I thought, but, those guys were hilarious. But once the, that fight gets going, and you see some of the the main characters almost getting killed, and then you see just the landlord's husband just whoo, silently drop like right in between them, and then you know some shit's going down. Yeah. I put that as sound. I love that. Intro to is like, oh shit, he's a master too. Yeah, this may appear later on my list as well. Yeah, same. 
thanks, you jerks. Well, well no, we're the first. Yeah, yeah. Hey, well, you you should have had it higher. Yeah, we'll just add in here. <laughs> just skip ahead on your list, like I do. I know. I, I'm deciding which one. I it's on my list. Um, I just don't know if I want. I'm still deciding on one and two. But so uh, I'll okay. wait. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, there it is. My number three, the silent drop, which turns out to be a silent uh, uh, conversation of me alone. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Like so many others. Yes. Uh, well, I already said my number three. Um, yep. Yeah. So it's uh, Alec, or Scott's number two. Scott's, yeah. Number two is, again, the, the Looney Tunes style chase that they have. Uh, so Alex already mentioned a lot of the, the fun stuff about it. But uh, there was a couple of very clever things going on in the middle of that whole thing. Um, if you go back to the, him getting stabbed with the knives, he sees her running up on him because he sees the reflection and the knife sticking out of his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. Then he starts running faster. <laughs> yeah. So that's great. Um, the, they, they come across a bus and he, he basically like break dance runs underneath it. <laughs> yeah. and he comes out and he's still just doing it on the ground, like sideways, like, that cracks me up, um, and then just the the poses they do when they do like the Duke, Dukes of Hazard style jumps, <laughs> where she just like puts her hand on her hip and her <laughs> and her other hand like under her chin, like or on the side of her head, um, yeah, and they just like do the still poses before they hit the ground again. Uh, but yeah, I loved it. Uh, you know, f- this movie comes as close as to, like live action Looney Tunes as anything. So yeah, number two, the chase. Mm-hmm. All right, um, my number two is I just loved how there were like no real like throwaway shots. Everything that they showed came back and had a was used later on at somehow. Like you mentioned the beast, Scott. Like there's frogs in the hallway, right? As he goes yeah. later on, he turns into his his beast mode is a frog basically, and yeah, toad style. Uh, yeah, the movie is very efficient with its time. Yeah, the, like I said, the the guy getting thrown out the window, landing, and he survives, and the lady running like a crazy person upstairs, and him being able to run away, and then him getting stabbed all the time and healing himself. Like, everything just had a purpose in it, and just I just found that really... I love it when movies can do that. It's kind of like a, a like the really great Seinfeld episodes, where everything just happens as weird, and they all just tie in a nice bow at the end, and I just thought... Yeah. Everything we were seeing, except maybe the butt cheek gag, but the <laughs> <laughs> that tied it, that tied the whole movie together. It was, it was very reminiscent of uh, like uh, Hot Fuzz, where everything was everything in that movie came back later, just yeah. about the greater yeah. good, like the Aaron A. Aronson type stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's so, for me, it just everything about it. Just like this is a really well-made movie, and just I love, I just love it. I love it when a plan comes together. There you go. <laughs> My number two, Alex. My number Buddha. two is the the Buddhist palm at the end. That whole last fight was pretty pretty awesome. But then, spoiler alert, Toady McToadster tries to pull his uh, stabby pen trick. Nope, he almost gets obliterated. Yeah. And the perfect imprint of the palm <laughs> on the side of the building. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah, for me, the final fight is not as good as the fight that, with the, that you already mentioned that I'll talk about. It's just obviously yeah. the number one. Um, yeah, yep, mine, mine too. <laughs> uh, 
Well, that that that's like, it's still a lot of fun and really cool. Um, yeah, and just him like fighting off all those people, and like you see the hats fly up in the air <laughs> at one point. You yeah. like the long shot, uh, but yeah, like they kind of outdid themselves early on in the movie. Right, and then the whole thing with her lion screaming it not working, so then she hacks off the bell and uses that as a megaphone, or <laughs> and all that stuff was yeah. cool. I just like the earlier stuff better. Yeah. Yeah, and it goes. He says like, ah, the only reason I stayed captured is because there's no competition. And then like, this guy telling the truth, and then later on during the fight, he's like, oh yeah, he could have broke out of that prison whenever he wanted. <laughs> yeah. So, nice. All right, Scott, number one. Number one is the magician, magician, musician assassins. Yeah. Uh, that whole like, went once the the fight, basically the entire fight scene with them in it. Um, starting when they go after when the one guy goes after Donut, um, it's not Donut uh, Taylor. Um, it's just the whole thing's just wildly imaginative. Uh, I mean, we've all seen a million kung fu fights, but you know, there's just something different about this one. Um, it was just super cool. The, you know, these guys with the weird instrument and they're going at it, and um, and then yeah, the what? Wow, the I, I forget the official name of the landlords, like the the lovers or something like that or the oh yeah it was the lovers. um yeah but they yeah yeah they they show up uh but just yeah just that whole thing is just so cool we get the um again you know not the greatest cg but they use it to you know great effect here um yeah just the everything about it uh, and i loved it when the, the the landlord showed up too so that's my number one i'll see what jeff has to say and Alex. Yeah, which is, yeah, just everything you guys have already said. Just adding on to, I like the way it's set up earlier when they when they basically hire him, and he and he says, oh, they're you know, they're old or they're they're masters and they're old, but they're still pretty good. And you know, this is not an easy task. And then so it sets it up. Okay, we're, we're going to be into it for a good fight. But then the one guy dies instantly. I forgot which one that is. Cooley, which is a little yeah. racist, but. <laughs> and then um. Yeah, so okay, never mind. Some of the subtitles. So that was the guy's name was Pooley, Cooley, Cooley. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it's a derogatory term, right? Because I've seen it in other kung fu movies. Uh, it's it's I I don't know. It's one of those things where I've been told it's offensive, so I'm just gonna assume that it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because the way she was saying it, I thought yeah, it was yeah, it was insulting. I was like, what the hell is a Cooley? And then, but if it's his name, it's weird. But okay. Anyway, when they killed him, so I was like, oh, they're going to take care of these other two guys pretty quickly, and then something else is going to happen. But they didn't. They put up a really good fight, and the guy with the spears, and then uh, the other – I love the gag with the tailor – was the tailor or the dry cleaner? Whatever that guy is who gets all the rings and puts them on his wrist. Yeah, Taylor. Yeah. that That's a cool little gag. And just, yeah, the whole fight just flinging and just as he's about to get him, then they do something different and drives him back. It was, it was, it was awesome. That's all I can say. Mm-hmm. You guys have said everything else, but yeah, that's my number yeah. one. And it, Pretty cool. Yeah, I'm just, oh, well, a couple more things to add, but let's see what Alex has to say. Oh, I have to say that this is not my number one. What? All right, well, <laughs> yeah. well, wait, one more thing. Uh, just a couple other small things. So again, the landlord showed up. The uh, uh, just when the when the old man shows or the old landlord shows up, just all of a sudden he's just there with his arms around them, and he's like he's like asleep. I already said that. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. That was my number three. The silent drop. Yeah. What? 
<laughs> that's when you got mad because we didn't speak up and add to it. Yeah. Oh, that's right, because I was I was ignoring you. Because you were asleep, like the old man. Yeah. Okay. Sans kung fu skills. Yeah, but when he when he, he tosses them out uh, at, after their brief fight, and there's the yin yang single uh, symbol on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Okay. Pretty cool. Anyways, right, Alex, number one. My number one is the first fight with the Axe Gang, right after that dude's back gets broken. That's my favorite because it sets up like first time watching this, it's like oh shit, there's this one really awesome kung fu master, but he's getting overwhelmed, and all of a sudden these other two guys just pop up at different points in the fight. Plus, he saves the family from being burned alive. That's kind of cool. Yeah. That fight just, whenever it starts, it always gives me, like, chills. So cool. It's like, at one point, the dude with the kicks, he's like, he jumps up in the air, and two guys swing their axes at the same time, barely missing his back, and then he kangaroo kicks him in the face. I I love some of the sound mixing here. Like, when he kicks people, it's like a gunshot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Awesome. Great choreography in that movie, in that uh, fight scene, because there was... Some CGI, but not a lot. That one was very uh, choreographed. Yeah. So that's my number one. I love that first fight. Okay. Right uh, quick, quick honorable mention for me. Uh, like toward the end, after main character's face has been beaten into the ground, and he, and he picks up that little piece of wood and hits him <laughs> on the head with it again. Uh, that was great. Nice. Anyway. And then All he right. draws the draws the lollipop in his blood, and he's like, "I don't know what you're trying. I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Just like doing it." Um, All right, so let's rank it, uh, Scott. One through seven. Right. What do you get? Right. So, right. Uh, since we started doing this, this is my first seven. Wow. Uh, yeah, this is uh, not just my favorite kung fu movie. Um, it's one of my favorite movies. Uh, if I were to make it some kind of arbitrary list of movies people should watch. Like this would be on it. Like a, like a top 10 or 20 or whatever, this would be on there. So yeah, seven, uh, like, as I've already said, it's hard to beat as far as like how much fun this movie is. Um, and just some wildly imaginative things going on here. And obviously some, some great, uh, fight choreography. So yeah, seven. All right. How have, I know. How have you guys not told me about this? You probably have. <laughs> it's one of those Jeff, you should watch it. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Yeah. It just feels like something I would have watched way back in the day, like after working at our job or going over to Roby's house or something like that. This feels like something like because we used to watch like Shaolin soccer and all that crap. I don't know how I've never seen this, but yeah. I think I'm, um, I managed to see this one in the theater. Yeah. Nice. Same. Um, anyway. So it's not a seven for me, and I, I have to give it a five because I've only seen it once, and I can't give a movie I've only seen once more than a five. I have a feeling though I'm gonna watch this more, and if you ask me again in a, a year or two, it would go up to a six, possibly seven. But considering I've only seen it once, that's not, that's not fair for me to just throw it up there right away. So a very high five potential to go higher. <laughs> Easy there, Caruso. Stay tuned, folks. <laughs> Alex, I'm gonna give this movie a solid six. All right. I can always watch it. It's amazing. 
And uh, yeah, I can't wait till you know I can let the kids watch it when Leah's not home. <laughs> my wife, <laughs> when my wife isn't home, <laughs> they're gonna go bananas for this movie. And there's some rough spots, so I can't let them watch it quite yet. Yeah, might have uh, to skip they... <laughs> the, the, the bullying scene so they don't get any damn ideas. The one thing that would hurt maybe for me on rewatchability is that the, the subtitles. It's hard to have a background movie on when you can't hear what, understand what's going on. Right? Like some of my best movies, even though I love them, I don't fully pay attention the entire time, right? I'm right, doing other right. stuff. And this would kind of hurt from that for me. But there's so many amazing scenes that I would be paying attention. So I don't know. But like I said, I have a feeling that if you ask me again in a few months from now, it would be higher. All right. Um, let's go to our crossover list, which is what? Alex? I know it's Scott's th- uh, title. Yeah. You came up with the idea. Best foot chases in media. A media? Okay. Well, it's always in media. If yeah, anything, yeah. anything in media. I know. I'm just saying. All yeah, this right. pop culture along the way. Yeah. Just listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. If you wrote the damn intro, Scott, you should know. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was like 18 years ago. Anyways. <laughs> uh, right, so my number five, uh, Foot Chases, the very start of the movie, Men in Black. Uh, oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Where uh, Agent J uh, chases down the cephalopod on foot, according to Tommy Lee Jones. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. Uh, Are you saying he blinked twice? No. I'm saying he blinked, and then he blinked again with a completely different set of eyelids and they weren't nictitating membranes <laughs> they were not uh, yeah it just set up, sets up the whole movie um, you establish right away that Will Smith is uh, he's an action cop <laughs> even though he's got the ridiculous orange jump shoot on which he has to be embarrassed about now in 2017 uh yeah, chases down an alien on the foot. I'm sure he's not really worrying about it with all his money. Should be. <laughs> Look at the way he's dressed in the Fresh Prince of Bel Air or on his album covers back in the eighties. He don't care. I'm just saying if he releases another album, I might not buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on, Scott, get jiggy with it. Yeah. Na 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 na. So I barely remember that chasing but is that the one where he uh like jumps off a bridge under a tour bus and he's like yeah man black people can rain from the sky or something like that is that that no no maybe it's that rush hour is that that's from like jeff's imagination i think yeah i know will smith doesn't talk like that either but that sounds familiar yeah you know i i don't know what that's from but that's yeah that was a different movie yeah i remember rush hour (laughs) i did like in the middle of his foot chase like Will Smith's like out of he has to like actually stop and catch his breath. That's something you rarely see in these like everybody just has infinite air, as it were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're standing so, meters. They just yeah. keep refilling. Alright, so that was my number five. Alright. So I found this list pretty hard. Like, yeah, of course, there's a foot chase in every goddamn action movie. But then when I try to like pinpoint them, I had a really hard time. So um as always, I try to like come up with a star wars one and i couldn't think of a foot chase in star wars and then i remembered 
The Force Awakened kind of has one. Uh, at the, with Ray and um, Finn, and they find the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> yeah. I like that. It was, Man, it's a fun. Decks him in the face. Yeah, it's a fun uh, chase scene, but then also it's. I mean, sorry, it's a chase scene, but then it's fun with him, him keep grabbing her hand. She's like, "God damn it, stop grabbing my hand! I didn't run without yeah. you." And then the, that's garbage. They fly into it. So there's my Star Wars one. one <laughs> he of the almost few got knocked out. Movie. He almost got okay. knocked out. Wakes up. Are you okay? He's like, "What? Yeah." Yeah. So. Gold. Uh, yeah, pretty good. And there we go. Alex, number five. My number five is pretty much the whole movie of District B13. Parkour galore. <laughs> yeah. Jeebus. Some really good stunts and chases in that movie. Those guys fit through, like, little tiny crawl spaces. Not only fit through them, but they just soar right through them. It's, oh, my gosh. How many takes did that take? Yeah, very Barely tied together with any sort of plot, but yeah, <laughs> who cares? Everybody, chase the Rama. So that's worth that's worth one watch because I've seen it once. <laughs> it is. I've Scott. heard about that movie. I've never seen it. I want to see it. It's not like Kung Fu Hustle, <laughs> but you will need subtitles. It's okay. not like the it's not like the risotto. <laughs> Seinfeld, Scott number four. <laughs> Okay, my number four is Die Hard with a Vengeance. Uh, they're trying to chase down the the ship, and they they jump off with the cable. <laughs> oh, gross! On the ship, and he gets gets the fucking massive splinter in his. Ugh. Oh yeah, that too. But then they split that guy in half when they come down on the ship. Yeah, with the damn cable. Uh, so yeah, I, I qualify that as a foot chase. <laughs> at that point. Hey. Who are they chasing? A boat? Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. I, I, I was trying to think of Die Hard too, and I didn't really think of any. I guess that counts. Oop, sorry. Um. All right. My number four. And I couldn't choose, so I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna say um. There's two. There's a good chase in Captain America: Winter Soldier. There's also a good one in Civil War. Uh, Civil War one has Black Panther, and I think we talked about that in that, that episode. It's a really cool one when they're running really fast along the cars, and then the, that was awesome. and then a Winter Soldier with him and Bucky chasing after each other, and th- him trying to jump it through windows. That ends with the scene where he throws the shield, and Bucky turns around and catches it. Pretty cool. Yep. Um, and I like it's heightened. You know, they're they're su- super. I don't want to say it. They're not Superman or Flash, right? They're running fast, but they're not blurs. So I think right. there's differences there that they're, I like about and that. They're, they're running at, like, cheetah speeds. 70, <laughs> yeah, 70, 80 miles an hour. Yeah. So it makes it a little more exciting. Like, I hate... the. I was going to make a joke about the Flash. Every episode ever ends in a chase. <laughs> and it's just a red blur and a yellow blur and a, or whatever the villain happens to be that season just going around in circles throughout the city. And you know, it's not... I don't find it that exciting, but the the Black Panther, Captain America ones, and Bucky ones are pretty cool. So, there it is. Number four, Captain America. Alex. My number four is Lethal Weapon. Riggs chased after, chases after a car on the freeway on foot. Yep. Nice. He's a good runner. <laughs> a lethal weapon. A quick dishonorable mention to uh, Steven Seagal in every movie he's ever been. <laughs> <laughs> And the girl, and the daughter in Taken. And the daughter in Taken. <laughs> Jesus H. 
But yeah, Riggs going off on foot is like, what? He still catches up to him. Awesome. That's an honorable mention for me. Nice. Because we, we had this, like, Tom Cruise and Mel Gibson, like, the best Hollywood runners, right? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Agreed. I couldn't think of a Tom Cruise one, though. That's what I kept thinking of, like, but I couldn't think of specifics. I know in the firm he gets chased all everywhere, but I don't remember that. Yeah, it's like you say, he runs in every goddamn movie. It's hard to <laughs> think, like, even Jerry Maguire, there's, like, a scene of him sprinting. Uh, <laughs> you had me at sprint. Yeah. I... Ting. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, the good call me the weapon. I forgot all about that. Yeah. Scott, number three. Number three, as Jeff mentioned, the Captain America Civil War, when they're running through the tunnel. Yeah. Uh, they showed that, that that actually wasn't, for the most part anyway, wasn't CGI. It was actually a practical effect, and they actually had the actors doing it, and it's super fucking dangerous. They basically put this like long sheet of, like I don't know, wood or something like that, and they dragged it along. I had a car at like 20 miles an hour and the actors ran on it. And then the oh, other okay. cars went by were slower. So they're actually outrunning the cars for real. But like <laughs> if they tripped or something like that, like they were just fucking face plant for, <laughs> like, Oh man. But yeah, yeah that's a cool fact. So that's awesome. It's like running on the little thing at the airport. Yeah. It's, it's basically, <laughs> it's basically the same thing except like yeah. somebody Faster. could die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I actually remember that they showed that effect. This is it's a terrible movie, but the Planet of the Apes, the Tim Burton one, they did that with some of the monkeys running fast. I remember watching that in the documentary. Mm. That's cool stuff. I didn't know they did that for Civil War. Very cool. All right, um, my number three is the the end of the Matrix, which I mentioned this not too long ago, but this is the actual chase scene where. I don't know how much the agents are chasing after him. They just keep teleporting into other people, but it's yeah. Neo's running through the city, grabbing cell phones, jumping off of here, jumping through there, and the Mr. Wizard! At the end. Get yeah, me the hell out of here! here. So. Make him a door. There it is. Neo being chased by Agent Smith. I guess we're all agents, but like he's in that... He gets like the old lady's house, and he looks, and it's a he first he comes in, it's a season, it's an old lady. He takes two steps and like a knife like hits the wall in front of him. He turns around and there's just an agent with his hand out. Ah, oh, so yeah. cool. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Alex, number three. My number three is in The Simpsons, 22 short stories of Springfield. <laughs> when they do the whole uh, Pulp Fiction thing, when Snake sees Chief Wiggum. <laughs> yeah. He knocks yeah, him over yeah. his car. Yeah. <laughs> and then Snake starts running. <laughs> and then Wiggum goes after him. Hey, we got to swap insurance info. <laughs> 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 oh, my gosh. Then it abruptly ends over at uh, Zed's, or Herman's. <laughs> it's Herman in the Simpsons. Herman's yeah. shop. Is that, like, the only time where Wiggum's actually been any kind of competent? Well, he isn't because he wants to swap insurance. Well, I know, but he still manages to like track him, like chase him down, though. Yeah. Yeah. I think donuts. I got donuts. Hey, I know you. I know you. (laughs) He gets run over. Hey, stop! We got to swap insurance info. Jeeves H. Wiggum. That's my number three. 
before that, that episode, I think I mentioned before, that has the, one of the funniest Simpson jokes of all time is when Lisa gets gum in her hair and, and Marge goes, are you sure it's not soap? Because that washes right out. <laughs> <laughs> it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, but it gets me every time. No, Mom, it's somebody's <laughs> gross, disgusting gum. <laughs> uh, Chewing right. gum's got, got to be chewed out. <laughs> yeah, number two. Uh, number two is Terminator 2. Uh, oh, the, nice. They're, they're leaving the... I think they're in the insane asylum at that point, but they're they're getting out through the parking garage. Yeah. And the, the, the T-1000 is chasing them down on foot. And they're you know, shooting out the back of the car. And, oh, it's so cool. He's got uh, the hook hands. Yeah, yeah. And he, he does catch up and he jumps. And, yeah, with the, with the hook hands. Uh, yeah, that was rad. So, That's a good one. How did I forget that one? Nice. Yeah, so enough, said, enough said about that one. Yeah, we all, we've all seen it. Also parodied on The Simpsons. Have we done T two yet? We haven't, huh? Because I have a question about that scene, but I'll, I guess I'll save it until we do that episode. He was made of liquid uh, metal. But it has to do with the little piece that's stuck in the car. And then John Connor takes it off and throws it. Ah, uh, okay. I was like, he should have kept on. She, she should have kept it, and then he would have been less. <laughs> he would have had like six ounces less of yeah, well of himself. But then I was like, but then I was like, no, maybe that he can track him that way. So I was like, I as a kid, I thought of all these things. Anyway, it's Alex, number two. My number two is oh. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Wait, sorry, That's... number my number two. Wait, yeah, my number two. Sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sure. Casino Royale, the very beginning, the first scene. It's, kinda, uh, yeah. it's the new James Bond, and yeah, the parkour, and uh, that was honestly the old, except for my first number one. This is the first, second uh, chase scene that I thought of, and I have only watched this movie a few times, so it means it must have stuck out and must have been really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so James Bond, Casino Royale, all the parkour stuff, kind of I guess brought <laughs> it mainstream, and it was in that movie that you guys already talked about. Um, I don't remember it from too many other movies until james bond but yeah this guy's doing all this fancy parkour stuff and daniel craig just running through drywall (laughs) (laughs) bulldozing through everything (laughs) i I just like that it sets up the new bond too when you think about it just in the history of bond it's like okay we got a new one and this is not your uh this ain't your grandma he's basically yeah he's basically good at like fighting and destroying things (laughs) Daniel Craig's Bond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, now it's your turn, Alex. Number two. Oh, okay. Ferris Bueller's Day Off at the very end where he has to get home. That's pretty good. I didn't think about that. He's yeah. just running home, and then he yeah. sees his, his sister almost runs him over <laughs> in the car, and then it becomes a real chase. I think he would have made it with way more time if he hadn't milked that slow-mo jump. Or if he hadn't <laughs> stopped to talk to the girls. Yeah. Hey. Ferris Bueller. Bye. Hey. Dun, 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 dun. And Seth so I, yeah, I thought of this, but then it was like it's not really a chase. It's just him having to get home before his parents. I totally forgot that his sister was the one driving, and she, I totally forgot about this. Totally counts, Alex. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Then she beats him. He's like, yeah, go ahead, whatever. <laughs> Slams the dummy off of his bed. Yeah. Awesome. And then she gives the principal back his. Or throws the the wad into the mud, and then he gets arrested for child pornography. Mm-hmm. 
that's a very dark way to end the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting on the bus, taking pictures of all the children. <laughs> that was that was that, that was great though. The the weird girl offers him a gummy bear. <laughs> He's right in the bus. <laughs> yeah. They're in my pocket. They're nice and warm. <laughs> and he, just, he just looks at it. <laughs> yeah. nice. Anyway. Good call, Alex. All right, Scott, numero uno. Number one is from Rock and Rolla, uh, one of the less heralded Guy Ritchie movies. Um, but it's uh, a there's a scene in the middle where a couple of Russian, uh, I, I don't know if, call them mobsters, but uh, enforcers are chasing down um, Gerard Butler on foot. And the whole scene, there's some clever camera work. Uh, they hook up the cameras to the actors and have them look up their face as they're running. Um, creates a, a pretty cool uh, harried effect. Um, but yeah, there's, there's two of them. There's uh, spoilers. Um, if you haven't seen this, I would... I don't know. Earmuff yourself for a second, but uh, the uh, sounds kinky. Yeah. Uh, so there's two. The there's one of these Russian guys. It's kind of heavy set, and he runs out of gas after a while. And Gerard Butler's character like starts making like blowjob motions at him. It's the running down these train tracks. Um, it's the guy's just completely gassed. But then the other mobster shows up. Or the other Russian guy shows up, and he's not heavy set. And he's in good shape, and starts running after him. And Gerard Butler's basically like, oh fuck. And he, and he runs off. and uh, But just the, this whole scene of, of them chasing each other uh, is great. So rock and roller. Nice. Yeah, I've never seen it. Yeah, I still got to watch it. Thanks for spoiling the movie for me. Should have earmuffed yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <We're> <laughs> Guys, I'm quite tired. I think I'm just going to go home and earmuff myself. <laughs> Take a nap. All right, my number one, first thing I thought of was Point Break. Um, and I'll say slash hot fuzz because it's the same thing. They're, ma- they're mimicking <laughs> it in the movie. Um, but the, the scene where the guy throws a fucking dog at or Patrick Swayze throws a dog at him. Yeah. What the hell? No one's ever done that in a movie. I've never seen anyone toss a dog <laughs> at someone chase right there. Um, everyone knows the scene. It would have to, be, scene, a, it would have to be a CGI movie. dog now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good point, CGI dog. Uh, anyway, just going through the neighbor's yards, and then jumping over the fence onto the little riverbed. Obviously, he falls, hurts his knee, fires into the sky. Uh, the whole time he's wearing his Ronald Reagan mask. <laughs> he sees him. He sees his clear blue Bodhi eyes. Bodhi eyes. <laughs> You've never shot your gun up in the air and gone ah. No, I've never shot up my gun in the air and gone ah. <laughs> would you Would you say that he has Bodhi Davis eyes? Probably. Uh, Chili Davis thighs. Chili Davis thighs, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so number one, point break. Alex. My number one is the perfect climax to this movie. I should rewatch it again because it's been a long time. Last of the Mohicans. Eh? I've only seen it once and I don't remember chasing it. I don't remember. Oh, you don't? Dude, you guys got to watch it again. It's at the very end. Spoilers. He's running up a cliff to, to save his, uh, his girlfriend. And they've got muskets back then. And at one point, he has to clear the path. So he fires both muskets at the same time, drops them like a boss, and keeps running with you know hatchets in hand with him and his adopted dad. Oh, so cool. 
Man, Wherever you wrecked. go, I will find you. And he did. And they killed everybody along the way. And then he started a gang. Yeah. Yeah. Then he started a gang. <laughs> in Nueva York? In, in Nueva York, yes. And became the president of the United States of America. Yeah. The longest. <laughs> well, then he, he got a very rich he oil a, baron. He bought the presidency. Yeah, but then he got afflicted with cerebral palsy. He could only use his left foot. <laughs> to write his and he likes to drink milkshakes. He does. But then he forgot the name of his crossover spot. moment. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh, we just did. That was a post crossover moment yeah. section. But yeah, if you All guys right. haven't seen it in a while, it's worth it's another watch. Last of the Mohicans. Awesome. Does it have West Duty in it? Probably. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hollywood's Native American actor. That or, or uh, Graham Greene. <laughs> yeah. All right. What about AC yeah. Green? No. I, yeah. <laughs> Alex, Anywho, what, what, what did listeners say? Listeners came up with some good lists of foot chases. Let's start with William Grimwood. He He's seen Kung Fu Hustle, but he doesn't remember enough to grade it, unfortunately. His number five crossover chase, any horror movie. There's, there's always a chase. Girl falls down, gets stabbed. Okay. That's oddly specific, but okay. Mm. Well, he didn't, he didn't write that. I'm just saying. Uh, Hot Fuzz is his number four. Simon Pegg right. doing his best T-1000 impersonation. Nice. Uh, number three, Terminator 2. Again. Yeah. Right. T-1000 chase. Uh, number two, Casino Royale. And, oh, his wow. num- and his number one is District B-13. Okay. A lot of good chases. I need to watch yes. that again. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's been a while. while. He has an honorable mention real quick for Forrest Gump for outrunning that truck and breaking his (laughs) leg braces. That was a chase. Yeah. Uh, We move on to Clayton, listener and one-time guest. Twice-time night? One-time guest. Clayton. He says... uh, Every week. Hustle. (laughs) Kung Fu Hustle is a number five for him only because of Stephen Chow's body of work. He says it's not as good as God of Cookery, Shell and Sucker, or King of Comedy. Dude, no, you're wrong. Clayton, yeah, you're wrong, Clayton. You're bad and you should feel bad. Oh my gosh, he has a dishonorable mention right off the bat. Robin Williams in Final Cut. I haven't seen this movie. Is there a bad bad chase? I don't remember this one. I, I don't know if I've seen this. I, there, there was a, a few years where he was putting out these really fucked up movies and I, yeah. a couple of them I stopped watching I was just like oh, I can't watch this there's like that there's like the one hour photo yeah maybe that's yeah. the one I'm thinking of yeah there was a few yeah. Big Final so, Cut so is, of, is the one is right that, the one hour photo that, one well no, no there, was, uh, there was a couple there was there was one where you like put together like somebody's like, history yeah yeah it was weird yeah, yeah. Hmm. but speaking of Robin Williams is like I don't know if uh, maybe some of it but Insomnia with him and Al Pacino Mm. I don't know if you guys it's remember like that one. Hillary Schwank. Yeah, they're running across the logs at the end of the movie. That was a good chase scene. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> His number five is the chase from Kung Fu Hustle. <laughs> number four, Casino Royale. Nice. Uh, number three, I was surprised. None of us had this on our list. Born Ultimatum, rooftop chase. Or any of the Borns. Yeah, I couldn't There's tell always you a which. big. There's always a big... They're always good, but yeah, they, yeah, there was like, 
I forget which one it was with the he does like the cool thing where he slides down between the two buildings. Or when he jumps from one building to a balcony. Oh yeah, that one was. But like I don't remember which movies those are because it's like all interchangeable. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. But, yeah. Those are cool. Yeah. He did the ninja the ninja Gaiden. <laughs> but on the way down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number two is Mr. Nice Guy, Jackie Chan movie. I should watch this mo- this one again. So yeah, this, I had this as honorable mention. Aren't all Jackie Chan movies have awesome chase scenes? <laughs> a lot of them do. Yeah, yeah, some are, yeah. yeah, there's some great ones. And as number one, oh, I forgot about this one, Ong Bak, where he's chasing the people in the streets and he jumps through the barbed wire. Barbed wire, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Oh, so cool. And then he elbows the shit out of people's heads. <laughs> he sure does. And uh, last but not least, listener Daniel, he gives <laughs> he gives Kung Fu Hustle a high of five, but it's a high five. And then he says, hey, at the end of that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> His crossover list, number five, uh, Memento. Okay. I don't remember. Foot okay. chase that one. Yeah, no, because he keeps having the, the the flashback of running through the... No, he chases the guy in the, gra- in the, the junkyard. That's right. He doesn't know. He thinks he's chasing him. Then the guy, oh, wait, he's chasing me. Oh, shit, that's that? right. <laughs> right, yeah. but, he, but either way, there's a chase. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number four, Raising Arizona. Okay. Number three, Hot Fuzz. Number two, Winter Soldier. All right. And, oh, this one. We definitely should have got this one. Number one, Blade Runner. Had two great chases. Oh, yeah. He has honorable mentions for Point Break, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Everything Jackie Chan. Yeah. This honorable yeah. mention to Arya running from the Waif. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Thank you very much, listeners. Please keep the list coming. <laughs> these are great. <laughs> I got to rewatch a lot of these movies. I got a Blade yeah, Runner, nice. damn it. Yeah. I want to replace uh, Die Hard with that. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Raiders yeah. of the Lost Ark. I think that's what he said, right? Or he said Indy, or did he say Raiders? But anyway. Yeah, Raiders yeah. of the Lost Ark. Yeah, that's a good one. Indy! All right, uh, time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I know sports. Sports ball. Well, it's March, and everybody's getting the madness for bracketing. <laughs> Everybody loves bracket. They're, they're running tournaments to see who can bracket the best. Yep. And uh, some of these look like goddamn Rosetta Stone. Jeebus, Sage. There's also some sort of uh, college tournament with like it seems like a hundred thousand colleges are in this tournament, right? Close. To it, it's it's sixty four, but still. Well, technically it's seventy two, but we're not well, seventy two, sixty eight. I mean, maybe you guys can explain this to me because there's an. In this bracket, there's an east, a west, a south, and then a midwest. There's no north. What's up with that? Uh, what's the what's the fourth one? <laughs> uh, southeast. Close. South. That's way better than, than I thought. I was gonna actually. I said, uh, I said south. I. Did you? Yeah. Say yeah. same again. <laughs> east, west, east, west, south, and midwest. Which I find it weird oh. that there's no north. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I was going to ask you about this, Alex. Oh yeah. I was going to ask you what the four regions were. Totally expecting you to go, ABA, NBA, <laughs> MLB, NHL. 
Well, those but are completely. Th- those are leagues for dif- different complete colleges. <laughs> yeah, you surprised me. All right, there it is because I'm reading it. All right, Alex knows sports. <laughs> yeah, so get out your bracketing skills, people. Go win some tournaments. Who do you think's gonna win? Uh, probably AC Green. <laughs> it's time for <laughs> Neom News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, quick pseudo review here. I watched the first episode of Iron Fist, which has uh, been released on Netflix. The entire series. Um, I really liked the first episode. Um, I've been told by sources close to me that uh, the second one's kind of a slog. Yep. Uh, but but I do like uh, what I see so far. Um, so I'm so I'm looking forward to at least. Trying to get through the second episode. I've seen four episodes, and I'm just going to skip to the last one, just so that I know what, <laughs> what to expect when the Defenders comes. Really? Really? Yeah. It's really, they're trying to do that slow burn thing that Luke Cage did, but it's not working out for him. Luke Cage. It's just, ugh. Yeah. Well, the, like the, I said, the, I will. The shtick that, you know, the, sh- the, the main character is Danny's shtick gets old. Real fast. Okay. Well, like I said, I like the first episode, so I recommend that one anyway. Yeah, the first one's cool. Cool. Uh, so and yeah, we're getting one, downhill from there. one step closer to the defenders. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen it, Jeff? Yeah, I saw the first two episodes. I liked okay. it. Um, I, it's getting a lot of bad reviews online, but I'm watching it for myself, and so far, I like it. Uh, I knew you'd like it. It's good to see Faramir again. I haven't seen that guy in a long time. Faramir and the the guy from 300. (laughs) I kept expecting him to go, and then my brothers died. (laughs) And then my (laughs) king died. (laughs) (laughs) The brave 300. So, is that uh, not, not really news, but something that I saw Saturday morning, but was it a cartoon? No, still laughing wow. about. Uh, I think it was ABC. Uh, they they had a a piece about all the the flowers, all the wildflowers blooming in the desert right now. Um, and how people are going out to to look at them, like specifically in, I want to say Temecula. That's not really important, but anyways, they the very first person they they go to, they they interview all these people out there looking at the flowers, and it's this old lady. She has to be like. Get eighty, yeah, upper upper eighties. Um, and the first thing she says is, "I saw this place on Huel Hauser's program." <laughs> <laughs> I was dying. <laughs> uh, I, you know, it. I just pictured good old Huel, like, "That's amazing. <laughs> How do flowers grow in the desert?" <laughs> you know, just picturing the episode in my head, but yeah, just. That that was his target demographic was these octogenarians <laughs> watching his show. <laughs> uh, so yeah, not not only news, but I, I thought I'd share that. Uh, I saw it on Hughlehauser show. Um, and for those of you who don't live out here, he was like a PBS dude. Yeah, just look him up online. Yeah, they, 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 he would do these kind of I wouldn't even call it a travel show, but he was in depth. Location 
like puff things and <laughs> California's <laughs> gold. California's gold. Uh, yeah, Hughhauser. Uh, so he wasn't Quaid. No, he wasn't Quaid. Um, he Quaid. Uh, and then the video video game front, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda releases. By the time you people will have heard this, probably. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, this week, um, I shall be picking it up. I'm a huge Mass Effect fan. Yeah. Uh, well, get ready I, for a massive amount of animation bugs because everybody's pointing them out already. Yeah, I'm so disgusted. Ah, fuck, fuck Bioware, dude. I don't care. I, I don't want to hear it. It's <laughs> uh, for you, Scott. I don't, I don't really care. Yep. I, if as long as the game, if the gameplay is good and I like the the characters and the, the voice acting, then I will be relatively happy. Then that little animation thing, just whatever. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. What's what's the what's the beef here? What's going on? No, there's just a bunch of animation bugs. Characters walking like fucking funny. Facial animations getting all fucked up. Okay. Uh, I, I will just say, a bunch of bugs. We'll see. But why are you upset? I mean, you're upset because they're releasing with them, or just because it, that they're happening, or both? Because they don't take they they just rush the product out without like doing proper hanky fixes for all of the mocap that they do. Don't get I, me started on doing human mocap on aliens. I don't. Uh, I don't think it's that simple. Pretty sure. Like, it is. <laughs> no, it's very possible that they that they know that it's below whatever standards that they might have. But it's not as simple as like someone. It's not like tightening the graphics up on level six, you know. <laughs> it's not that fucking simple. Uh, but anyway, uh, I guarantee they're using animations from uh, Dragon Age and Mass Effect One. So they're using all the stock not animations. No, no, they're not because they switched over to the new engine. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, <laughs> in your face. But but I will say Still. in in your defense, Alex, that uh, sure I was went. I was not happy with the uh, the character creator, and so uh, a yeah. lot of the like what kind of like what you're talking about with the faces um, for Mass Effect Three or for Dragon Age Inquisition. Um, so there is that, uh, but hopefully they've they've upgraded a little bit anyway. Uh, It'll be in one of the day one patches. But you know, I'm not too concerned about it because, like I said, I, I, there's so many other things I love about Mass Effect that uh, it's not a huge concern for me. Um, yeah. As long as the other things deliver, then it should be okay for me anyway. Better be. Um. So. Well, I'm not gonna buy it because of this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, by the way, Alex, you're upset with humans doing mocap for aliens. Well, like, who else is supposed to do the mocap then? Animators I mean, doing the it. Human did Gollum. <laughs> Animators doing it by hand, dude. That's all I'm saying. Because there's right. massive like clipping whenever an alien's like, "Oh, let me get my shotgun through my face and pull it out from my back." Come on. I know, but come on. All humans do the bocaps. They're doing monkeys. They're doing yeah, Gollum. They're doing. All I'm saying is have more actual animators hand key the hand key some of these animations to make them look good. It take it just for it's a personal pet peeve. Oh, I hate it, and it takes me out of the game. So you don't like mocap at all? I like mocap, but not when they use it so heavily and they don't they don't fix like a lot of the clipping issues. So you hate all Capcom games? All Capcom games? Have you played Resident Evil, man? <laughs> it's no, I've seen cap. it. 
No, that looks pretty good because they're humans and they're doing human mocap. So, uh, plus they, they they fixed the animations in that. I didn't see any clipping on some of the right. let's plays and shit. So, all right. Well, before we yeah. lose any more listeners here, uh, <laughs> that's that's basically all, right. all. That's basically all I have. Uh, Jeff, did you have anything to add? Uh, nope. All right, Alex. Nope. All right, that's Mocap it for sucks. the news. All right, that wraps up this week. Uh, what are we going to be talking about next week, Alex? South Park the movie. Bigger, longer, and uncut? Uncut. Fuck Canada. Yeah. That means you, William Greenwood. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> and what's our topic going to be? <laughs> the views of Jeff are not necessarily the views of Hunchot first. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> what are your what are your top five uh, instances of cussing? How about that? Top five uses of cussing in media and pop culture. Sounds good. Thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.